welcome to episode 122 of the Animal Addicts podcast. On today's episode, Casey talks about an extremely rare reptile on the brink of extinction now that the last female has died. And I share some sad news about a pinniped San Diego celebrity. We learn about two new awesome pics and about our cute-faced animal of the week. So let's dive into episode 122 of the Animal Addicts Podcast. Welcome to episode 122 of the Animal Addicts Podcast. As always, we are host Allie. And Casey. And today we're going to talk about a whole new batch of... What? (laughs) Super cool animals. I don't know what I was trying to say. Anyway, um, but before we get into all of our stuff, I wanted to remind folks that this is the final season of the podcast. Our last episode will be the final episode in what is next month june (laughs) for our wild card month so um as something a little bit different since we will be ending i will be putting a post on instagram and twitter um asking for your suggestions if there are any animals you really want us to cover and then we will pick the most popular choices and put those in our listeners choice on patreon and then the patreon uh supporters can choose out of those animals so anyway in case you want to have some input into what animals we do uh go ahead and put your suggestions uh i will post like i said a um a post (laughs) i was redundant (laughs) on instagram and twitter so you can comment and make your suggestions there anywho um but with that said so casey what what have you been up to since last i saw you work stuff oh yay it's we're approaching the busy season Okay. Busiest months are usually June, July. So is it because people are out of school? Or I don't what? know why. That seems weird. I don't know, but okay. we're busy. All right. But because it's like we're in spring, right? Yeah, it's spring. It's spring. Yeah, <laughs> it's still spring. I don't know. The weather sucks because our like, weather's all over the place. Last week it was doom and gloom. It's like, where's my spring? Bring me my. Sp- where has spring sprung? It hasn't sprung yet. <laughs> So what is the saying? Well, I thought it was, what is the showers bring May flowers? But we're in May. April showers bring May flowers. That's what it is. Anyway. But our weather's been crazy. Also, I realized I would die if I lived in the Midwest because don't they say the weather changes constantly there? Yeah. I get such sinus issues. Every time the weather changes, I would just be permanently in pain out mm-hmm. there. Yeah, so the reason why in the Midwest it's like that is because they're very much in the center of the continent right and weather patterns are controlled by the oceans really so us being on the coast ours is much more consistent it's not as severe yeah and everything and then it changes and has much more variability the more inland you go yeah so anyway i would die in there yeah so another reason i have to be in the coast because my sinuses would kill me yeah but like with work because it's so busy right now there's been like weeks where it's like i've hardly been on compound because i'm just going off doing programs every day i feel like you're doing shows all the time yeah i am okay yeah yesterday i went to all the way over to montrose you keep saying the name of these places <laughs> i've never heard of what it's was near... the one that you said is coming up that one was the ukaipa i don't know where that was i've Inland lived in Empire. california it's about two hours away 
I don't I don't know. I have to yeah. look that up. Anyway. Montrose is near I think Glendale, LA. Okay. Yeah, it's near LA cuz I remember passing is like, "Oh yeah, that, there's LA." Yukaipa? Yeah. I have no idea how to spell that, so we're just gonna... I can't remember and it was in my email. <laughs> okay, like Yucca. Kind of more like Yucca. Yeah. Okay. I have never heard of this place. Really? I have. Never in my life. Anyway, it's 10 miles east of San Bernardino. Okay, mm-hmm. that's helpful a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, all right, continue on. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, and it was three shows at a... It was called Kids and Critters Day. Okay. And it was funny because, like, we're there doing an exotic animal presentation. Yeah. And then we're, like, eking out over the fact that there's this little stand that has a bunch of dogs <laughs> real dogs yeah real dogs you said it was a stand so that's very confusing that there's well real like dogs. no it's not like a stand it's just like you know they like have a table and they have a bunch of dogs around yeah. them okay mm-hmm. yeah I'd i don't be, remember that one was what i'd for. be gushing over real dogs yeah. too but further down the way they were seeing eye dogs for the blind Aww. and there was a, also a little petting zoo okay it had like the little baby goats and Aww. some duckies Duckies, the petting zoo. Yes. But just like two. That doesn't seem like a good choice. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Goats are a little more hardy. But it's funny because the other, and if you were to go further down that way, it's you would also see like inflatables and jumpies and stuff like that. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Like jumpy jumps, like mm-hmm. jumpy rooms, bouncy houses. What are they called? Yeah, bouncy. <laughs> All the things. I call them jumpy jumps. Jumpy jumps. But <laughs> yeah, like bounce or bounce yeah. houses, I guess. Yeah, stuff like that. Or And one was like a big slide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have obstacle courses in those? Dude, mm-hmm. I want to do them so They're bad. fun. Yeah. But the other direction, you go towards the farmer market and they had some produce I wanted to buy, but it's like, I got to work. I don't have time to be grocery shopping. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but my assistant when she it was her break I let her go off and um, she got a cosmic crisp apple <laughs> a cosmic crisp apple it's like that? it's the newest variety of apple it was made just a couple uh, release it it's good <sighs> that's literally the apple I variety I buy every time I go to the store <sighs> I'm gonna have to just eat it and like prepare to die <laughs> You can't even have apples, damn No, it. that's what, no, even on the steroids, like I, because apples are my favorite fruit. Well, apples yeah. and grapes are my favorite fruit. Mm-hmm. And I bit into one, just, I like ate a couple slices and like immediately just like the acid in my stomach, because uh. they're really acidic. And the acid in my stomach was just like, absolutely not. I was like, I'm on mm-hmm. steroids and still yeah. an apple is not going to work. I'm so sad. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. yeah, it's very sad times. Mm, very sad times. But yeah, it's also that's where um all the, junk food stands that are full of delicious Yummy, stuff. Yummy, all of that stuff, yep. Yep, and it was funny because in the sign in that direction where all the food was like, we love our animals here, but there are, but there's no dogs, cats, or other animals allowed into the farmer's market. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Can you imagine mm. a goat hitting a farmer's market? That'd be a disaster. Mm-hmm. That'd be funny. They'd lose so much money. Yeah. So yeah, that one I was looking forward to because I haven't done that type of show and it mm-hmm. was fun. It was hard to manage though because like parents are like pushing their kids up even though they get, don't get called on to come up and touch the animals. Yeah. <laughs> so we made a system. It's like I had my assistant start passing out tickets while I was doing the other part of the presentation. Mm, okay. And it's like, okay, if you were handed a ticket, you can come on up. Okay. <laughs> I could keep track of everyone. <laughs> like no. Yeah. No small child. Yeah. So that was fun, but... The drive sucked because it was like an hour, 40 minutes on the way there, two hours, over two hours on the way back. Yeah. And it was like, I filled up the tank before I left, 
And by the time I got back to the compound, it was back where it started. Yep, that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah, and my uh, another coworker, she had a couple shows to do too. Uh, she took the cargo van and had to fill it up. Um, and it cost $118 to fill up that tank. Gross. <laughs> yep. But, yeah, I'm not sure why schools get busier with booking us. Because I do a lot, I've, we've been doing a lot of school programs. The birthdays and stuff make sense because, like, spring break and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And during the summer, that's also what we get. Yeah, like we a also lot of have, like, our zoo camps and zookeeper mentor programs. Yeah, because, like, it's like a summer camp type yeah. thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, during, I don't know, it seems weird now. I mean, I guess for the end of the school year, they're yeah. probably like, oh, let's do some, like, because they usually wind down and then, yeah. you know. So maybe that's why. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's weird. Yep. Oh, but one day I came into work. It was, I was like one of the first. No, actually, I came in late because I had a late show. So I had to make sure I, my hours were under eight. Oh. <laughs> um, and I actually saw a falcon on the fence. And I was like moving very slowly in my car, trying to sneak out so I could get a picture. Didn't work. It flew away over to a tree. Aww. And uh, But then after that, a little songbird flew by and then took off and caught it. Oh no! Yeah. Poor little songbird. Yeah. It's anyway. the circle of life, though. It is. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that sounds kind of fun. Mm -hmm. Not really. Sort of. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would just hate the driving. I would like doing the presentations. Mm -hmm. I think, but I would hate the driving. Oh yeah, especially like <laughs> I've I've horrible road rage. Oh good. It's like I think it's worse when I don't have an assistant because then I can just let all my rage fall. Right. Come totally out. go out. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> But yeah, the driving of what sucks the most. No, what actually sucks the most is um getting payments because it's complicated. Oh, that sucks. Because like birthdays, it's simple. You just get the check or the cash right before you start. And yeah, that's it. You're done. But then like with schools, because if it could be like a PTA that organizes it, yeah, and then yeah, you yeah. have to get a check from them mm -hmm. the day of or it gets approval, but you have to. Or they book you for multiple days, and it's the next day you have to get the check. That's or, annoying, yeah. or if it's a school district, and then they, you send an invoice, they send a PO, and then it gets approved later. It's yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's annoying. I'm not surprised. I mm -hmm. used to work for the college, and we had um, payment for concerts that we did, and that was just kind of. I'm not the yeah. one who had to handle it usually. I just had to pass along paperwork, but like, mm. I was like, what a nightmare. Yeah, because <laughs> all has to go get approved through like a state funded college anyway mm -hmm. so there you go all right well yeah no i would hate the driving but i would mm -hmm. like the shows yeah <laughs> well like sometimes the driving is like i can just chill listen to the radio show i mean you're like radio talk show to drive <laughs> yeah but still yeah yeah you could podcast like crazy that's mm -hmm. when i do it if i go to like la i always pop on a podcast oh, yeah. anywhere if it's orange county or higher <laughs> i do a podcast because that's just the best use of my time mm -hmm. i feel like Anywho, all right, well, I finally went to the zoo, so my parents were out here, and they brought their dog, which was a whole experience, because <laughs> the dog wants to kill my cat, so the cat was locked in my room, by the way, for an entire week, so she couldn't get her zoomies out, and it was a bit of a nightmare. Anyway, so, um, except for one time, I tried to open up the door so she could get back to, like, the bathroom and stuff, so she wasn't totally locked in my room. But then one day she kind of ventured out a little bit and then she got spooked and she tried running to my room, but she couldn't get any traction. And it was like a cartoon spin out, but it was like seven times, like seven 
attempts for her to get her traction and get back in my room. So I think the dog only ever saw her tail. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but so my dad was here and I was like, look, folks, <laughs> I'm going to the zoo to see these babies, whether or not one of you wants to go with me or not. <laughs> so anyways, I wound up taking my dad with me. And my main focuses of the zoo were to see the baby leopards, see the baby bear cubs, and then to see the coconut horrifying crab, now that you've told me where it is, mm. and the albi- I always look at the albino axolotl because it's adorable. Mm-hmm. So we go down to, oh, and the aviary, which we did go on the aviary. And I don't know how, it's because I never go down Tiger Trail. I think that's why. Because you have to go through it, like, by Tiger Trail. That's how you get to the aviary, and I never go that way. Anyway, so um, so we go down to where I think the leopard cubs will be because they're all more leopards, and the all more leopards are down by the red pandas. So that's where I assumed the babies would be. <laughs> so we go down there, no babies. Um, and then we, no success. So then we go up Bear Canyon, no babies. <laughs> and then we got like, well, this isn't going well. So then we go get food and then we go over to the children's camp area, right? Or not, you know, base camp, whatever. So I'm like, okay, we have to go look for this coconut crab. Did not see the coconut crab. I went on the top level and the bottom level, still never saw this coconut crab. Mm. I don't know how you can miss it. Where is it? It's a big thing. I was, like, looking into the, like, log thing they have. I'm like, I don't see it there. It's not mm. crawling on something like that horrifying picture of a tree or a, a trash can. <laughs> so I don't know where this thing is. And I don't remember the other place you said they were. But we had limited time at that point. So, anyway. So, we do that. And then we go see. I always try to look for the giant salamander because all you ever see is the tail. And then the lungfish and the axolotl, obviously. And they were all out. For the first time in my life, I saw the giant salamander's face. And then the lungfish was out, like, right up front on the glass. And then um, the albino axolotl was out, and it's so cute. Mm. I haven't sent you a picture of it. It's so cute. I don't even think that was the best picture I got, but all my mm. pictures were glary. But still, it's so adorable. And the Lake Titty Cocka Frog is, like, of course, right next to it. So all of our animals that <laughs> we discussed, basically. They're not um, as wrinkly in person. They're not. They're way cuter. Mm-hmm. I know. I was trying to look at that, and I'm like, you don't look like the pictures at all. You just look a cute little toad. Anyway, mm. so there you go. What are you going to do? Anywho, so did not see the coconut crab, but I was successful with the other three, obviously. And then we did the little um, butterfly, not really butterfly, but hummingbird room, you know? Mm-hmm. And the little, uh, oops, sorry, Mike. Um, the, I forgot what they're called, but the birds with the big feet that stand on like the lily pads. Yeah. They had little baby chicks. They are jacana. Okay, they're so cute. I barely mm. know chicks because they're just like a little brown color. Yeah. So I'm sure they probably tuck them. Anyway, um, but they were so cute. They were like three little chicks with their giant feet already, and I was like, oh my gosh, you're so adorable. So we did that. I went to look for the Sheltapusik. Has not been seen the last like four times I've gone to the zoo. <laughs> it's like no. Every time I bring someone, I'm like, I want you to see this animal. It's so cool. And they're like, nah. There's also a really pretty lizard in there, but I forget what it is. And that also has not. Jeweled lizard. Maybe that sounds right. That right. sounds right. Um, so that wasn't out either. <laughs> so I was like, this is just not going well. So anyway, we're running out of time. We can either do like the Sky Fari because I haven't done that in forever and get kind of a view. But then I was like, but then we're over there and we have to like. I always do that. The line's always so long. Yeah, it so is. So I don't bother. I think the line probably at the front is not as bad as the line by the polar bears though. Mm-hmm. But when we wa- when we went back over there, there was no line over by the polar bears either. I was like, dang it, we could have done this. Anyway, um. But, so I was like, okay, well, we'll just do the bus. Like, usually the bus I find to be pretty pointless, to be honest. 
So I was like, we'll just do the bus. I've we, literally done it once. Yeah, I was like, we. Do, I'm like, we don't have enough time to really do a bunch of stuff and like walking over there. We basically walk over somewhere just to walk back immediately. So I was like, we'll just do the bus. So anyway, and for the first time in my life, I sat on the lower deck. <laughs> I don't think I've ever sat on the lower deck because I was like, I don't feel like burning today. Um, and also, like, there is no one on the, There's one person on the lower deck with us when we first got on there. And then eventually, because the top deck was full, they came down there. I was like, wow, no one wants to sit here. Anywho, so we go. And good freaking thing we took the bus because then as we went down Bear Canyon, guess who came out? Those little bear cubs. Mm. And they were so cute. And they were playing and adorable. Oh, my gosh. I love them. And then we're going up Africa Rocks. And, oh, where are the leopard cubs? In Africa Rocks. Did not know that's where they were. Also, if you were actually walking in Africa Rocks, you never would have seen them. Because she had them up, like, at the edge of the rock in the back. And the cubs were behind her. <laughs> so, you, I don't even think you would have seen her from the bottom of Africa Rocks. But anyway, it was so cute because you just see her laying there. And she looked kind of, obviously, her camouflage is very good. Uh, <laughs> she's laying there. And then you kind of see, like, this weird shape of her. You're like, that's a weird-looking cat. And then it puts its little head up. And you're like, oh, it's a baby. And then the other one pops up from behind it. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's two babies. <laughs> and it was so cute. But, yeah, she has them, like, tucked up at the very top against that, like, fence on the high rocks back there. So, anyway, it was cute. But, so, yay. So, occasionally taking the bus is worth it. <laughs> <laughs> because we would not have seen the babies otherwise. Mm-hmm. And that was literally my point in going. I was like, baby leopards, number one. Baby bear cubs, number two. And coconut crab, number three. So, two out of three. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so now I know where they are. So, there you go. If you go to the zoo trying to see those little adorable baby leopard cubs, you have to go to Africa Rocks, and good luck. Also, the bus driver said that she's been tucking them away from people pretty well. So, no. most people don't get to see them. But there's a photographer I follow from San Diego, and he gets amazing pictures. Mm. Anyway, he has a bunch of adorable pictures of them. But anyway, mm. so there you go. So, yay, I finally went to the zoo. So, now I'm debating if I'm going to go back to the zoo next or go back to the animal park next when I eventually go. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I don't think there's anything too exciting at the animal park right now. It's a lot of construction. There's a lot of construction. I don't think there's any babies I'm really excited yeah. about. So, I'm like, eh, I might go. And actually, I kind of want to just go in the aviary and just like maybe read a book or something and just chill in the aviary for a while because it's just so nice i literally is this crazy i back when i used to go to the zoo more than the park because i had voice lessons down to san diego so i'd jump over to the zoo after to make my drive to san diego worth it mm. i used to like go in there and just like imagine i was basically princess jasmine type thing because <laughs> she has her little aviary i'm like oh wouldn't it be nice to be like a royal person like this was just your personal aviary Anyway, there you go. All right. Well, let's move on to what we wanted to talk about. So, Casey, what do you want to talk about? Depression. <laughs> okay. I've been too happy with my stories. So, oh, gee, so you're returning back to your old ways. Yes. So, it's, it's from, I got something from Time Magazines. It's titled, An Extremely Rare Revered Reptile is on the Brink of Extinction After Last Female Dies. Okay, so I'm not going to give away what this animal is because I clicked on this link because I was like, what is this animal? And I don't know where they got revered from. Is it revered in that culture? Because I was like, oh, is this like a famous reptile? You will find out what reptile it is. It is not famous, but it is. I won't tell, give you any more. <laughs> tell yes. us, Casey, who it is. So it was a female giant Yangtze soft-shell turtle. Which we've talked about on the podcast. Yes. And if you remember back then, we were telling you there was only three recorded individuals left. Yes. 
Yes. And it was very bad. Yes. And unfortunately, it looks like the last known female of the species has died. No. Yes. So leaving only two known males remaining, one in Suzhou Zoo in China and another in Hano Zhuangkan Lake. So they had the opposite problem of the northern white rhino? Yes. They only have two females left? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep. And um, unfortunately, it was she was actually a large female. She measured in at 156 centimeters long. That's gonna be really big. Cause I know like 110 is like as big as my wingspan. Oh god! Oh god! Okay. <laughs> I'm not even holding the end of it, dude. I'm holding it like 10 inches in. That is a big turtle. Holy crap! That's a freshwater turtle. Yep. It's massive sea turtle size. That is a big ass sea turtle size. That's horrifying that the leatherback is bigger than that. Uh, yep. What the? Is this like the second biggest turtle in the world? This is huge. Anyway, I'm, oh, I should tell folks why I'm shocked. It's um, uh, over five feet folks 62 inches about i can't even hold it with my wingspan so there you go yeah and she weighed 93 kilograms oh boy. and she um it's thought that she could have died just days before she was actually spotted by some locals the cause of death remains unknown at the moment as local authorities have yet to carry out a full autopsy to find out what was the cause of death um and actually um the this uh, was very depressing because she actually raised some hopes back in 2021 when they discovered that she was a female back in January of 2021, mm -hmm. which had made them hopeful for the species could be saved from extinction. Um, and now she, because of the loss of her, they are now very much back onto the brink of extinction. Well, yes, that's how it works. Yes. Did they ever try to get any, like, DNA or whatever from them like they do with all the other frozen zoo animals? They could do that. The thing is, I am not aware of them ever successfully doing that with reptiles. Yeah, it seems like it'd be a little more challenging. It's I think they have cloned reptiles before. It's not as successful as mammals. But if I remember correctly, the only group of animals, at least vertebrates, that has never been cloned was birds. But I'm talking more like IVF versus oh. cloning. I mean, you could. But you'd still have to have another turtle species that could even carry that. Yeah. Or you could try to develop the eggs in, in That's a... true. That's true. Mm hmm So there's probably going to be some chances of that. Jurassic Park. <laughs> Actually, with a bird, a bird, a turtle that size, that is a little bit Jurassic Parky. This picture also is kind of Jurassic Parky with how they got a picture of her. Uh, well, I guess this is like just creeping. Up. Yeah. Hopefully, she's not going to kill people. Yeah. Well, she's not now. Yeah. And um, this comes after a blow that was dealt a couple of years ago because back in 2018 there was another female giant Yangtze softshell turtle in the. Tusao Zoo um, that died after uh, mid-breeding efforts, unfortunately. Oh, no. Yeah. And for many years, the staff were trying to breed them, but the pair was never successful. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. That's really sad. Poor turtles. Yes. Now, the revered creature... Um, it's because the it's of spiritual importance in Vietnam. Ah, okay. So there it is. I'm like, yep. I'm confused. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yes. So, yeah. 
Um, it's very sad news for turtles, which are already a endangered group of animals. So, um, unfortunately, folks, it's not getting better on my end. <laughs> so, um, we have shared a story. I f- we have so many animals, I feel like we've shared a story about them before, and then something bad happens. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, uh, you may remember a while back, I think that was last season, I talked about the sea lion who, in San Diego, was on one of our freeways and was on, I think... Uh, in like Ocean Beach or somewhere had like mm-hmm. popped up on the like boardwalk area and was hanging out anyway and they named him Freeway because you know he was on a freeway and they had to like stop traffic to get him off the freeway anyway so the title is Freeway the sea lion who roams Southern California's asphalt arteries has died so SeaWorld San Diego said that the wayward sea lion the wayward sea lion spotted far from his natural habitat at least seven times had a form of progressive disease so anyway um but yes he was famous because like i said he was on the freeway and everything um and they said it is with heavy hearts that we share freeway the rescued sea lion passed away yesterday surrounded with love from his devoted care and rescue teams the park said friday on facebook um Anyway, and they said that in the end, experts at SeaWorld San Diego said a progressive disease had done enough damage that the park opted to euthanize him to prevent suffering. So, of course, um, like I mentioned before, in 2021, he was on the, uh, oh, I just lied to you. (laughs) So, um, so the first time was in 2021, he was rescued or spotted near San Diego International Airport Naval Base Point Loma on the Mission Beach boardwalk and near a deli adjacent to nearby Mission Bay, SeaWorld has said. So kind of all over that whole area. And then he earned his name, of course, in 2022 when he ended up four miles from the coast on eastbound State Route 94, a core artery for California's second largest cities. I find that hilarious because I've never, I feel like, used the 94. (laughs) Anyway, um, so he was named Freeway, obviously, after that. And then they took him in, um, evaluated him, rehabilitated him, and returned him to the sea in February 22. In May, however, Freeway was found wandering again, this time in a creek roughly one mile from the ocean. SeaWorld experts plucked him from Colas Creek? Cholas Creek? I don't know. Um, A concrete-lined stormwater channel and kept him. Anyway, um, and then they just close out saying, On Friday, SeaWorld San Diego said Freeway's road trip enthusiasm won't soon be forgotten. His adventurous spirit won the hearts of all San Diegans, and he will be, rem- he will be remembered for that and so much more. Anyway, so that's Freeway. He's kind of RP-22. Shoot, I forgot his name. The Mountain Lion, the Hollywood yeah. Cat. He's ours, which is fitting because mm-hmm. he's a sea animal. Anyway, but yes, it's very sad. So that's probably why he kept, I'm assuming coming onto shore mm-hmm. and wandering onto freeways and stuff miles mm-hmm. away from the shore. Anyway, so sad news, but at least hopefully he won't have any more health issues. Well, he won't obviously have <laughs> any more health issues, but hopefully he won't be in any more pain or anything or whatever was causing him to... Also, that cannot feel good wandering around on a, on a freeway mm-hmm. on his little belly and his flippers. That's not like a nice soft area. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Okay, well, moving on from our sad stuff... <laughs> <laughs> into um it was my turn to choose and i made a boo-boo so i had to correct it this time so the mm. category is 
our favorite mammal, I can't talk, our favorite mammal native to the Pacific Ocean. So I'm going to explain my boo-boo real fast. So I think of, oh, Pacific Ocean, that's our ocean. So America, like Mexico, Canada, right? Like I'm like, okay, here we are. And then, so I was like, oh, it's a marine mammal I really want to talk about. Oh, manatee. Not thinking that a manatee's in Florida, which is on the Atlantic Ocean. So, folks, I chose the West Indian manatee. And Casey was like, that's not the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> and I felt dumb. Anyway, so I guess I've given away what my choice for a later topic is going to be. Mm. But that that is going to be it. So, anyway... Um, good times. We had a course correct because I'm a crazy person who forgot about oceans, apparently. Anyway, so, Casey, who did you choose? I chose the marine otter. Okay, and how are they different than the sea otter? We'll find out. Okay, great. Tell us about them. So, their scientific name is Lantra felina. Oh, I like that. They are native to the Pacific coast of South America, ranging from Peru down to Patagonia. Mm-hmm. They can live up to 15 years, but usually the females will live longer than the males. They are the world's smallest marine mammal. They're about 83 to 113 centimeters long. That's still pretty big. Yeah. 83, 83, 83. Nope, wrong one, Allie. 83 is about 33 inches-ish. Okay. Yep. And weigh about 3 to 5.8 kilograms. Okay. Like other otter species, they are carnivorous, feeding mainly on fish, crabs, shrimp, and mollusks. Fun fact, the marine otter's scientific name translates to otter cat. Oh my god, that's adorable. And in Spanish, its name is gato marino, which means marine cat. That's adorable. The I marine... don't know how they think it's a cat, but because it, it um, like cleans, it, it cleans I, its face like a cat. Like... It might. I don't know why. <laughs> um, but the marine otter is a rather unique species in that, apart from the sea otter, it is the only otter species that is exclusively a marine species and almost never ventures into freshwater and has only been found 30 meters inland. Unlike the sea otter, though, that lives out at sea wrapping itself up in kelp, the marine otter lives on rocky coasts that have plenty of caves that the otter will use for shelter and as dens. Another unique characteristic of the marine otter is that it is a monogamous species that mates for lice. Okay, nice. When they have pups, the pups will stay with their parents for about 10 months, and both parents will take care of the young Aww. by bringing prey to the den to feed their pups. Cute. When the pups are younger, they will carry them around in their mouth, or sometimes they will have them rest on their stomachs while they are swimming on their back, kind of like how sea otters hold their pups. That's adorable. Mm-hmm. Also like the sea otter, the marine otter does not have blubber like other marine mammals, so to insulate itself, instead it relies on its very dense fur to keep them warm. This unfortunately has led them to becoming threatened because people excessively hunted them for their fur. Even though the marine otter and sea otter have some similar characteristics, they are not closely related. And the marine otter is more closely related to the three American river otter species, which yeah. indicates that within the Mastellidae family, marine lifestyles evolved twice. Hmm. The marine otter is currently listed as an endangered species by the IUCN Red List, and their population is in decline. As mentioned earlier, they are threatened by hunting for the fur, and they are actually seen as competition by fisheries, so they're often messed with for being a potential threat to fisheries. Oh, no. Yes, unfortunately. That's horrible. They are protected, though, in Peru, Chile, and Argentina, and they are listed under Appendix 1 of CITES. Okay. So, so sea otters are pretty much at sea all the time. Yes. And marine otters are more 
They will come on to land. land yeah. and sea. Mm-hmm. So it seems to me like their name should be switched. <laughs> <laughs> because marine, it tells me like actual ocean. It makes me think like pelagic. Yeah. Versus a sea otter. Seas are usually like the Mediterranean mm-hmm. Sea where you're more coastal. Yeah. So I feel like these yeah. names should be switched, and yep. I, I don't like it. I don't approve. Yep. And I didn't know about the marine otter until about a year ago. Oh, there we yeah. go. And I find them very interesting because they look like a river otter that lives in the ocean. That's crazy. Yes. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, my replacement animal, <laughs> <laughs> which I knew I would choose one of these types of animals anyway. The funny thing is I was debating between a dolphin and a manatee to begin with anyway. And then I was like, oh, I'll go with a manatee. Anyway. All right. So. My choice is the striped dolphin. You may remember we have discussed the Atlantic spotted dolphin, so now we have a striped variety, and I love it. Anyway, their scientific name is Stanella Corulialba, but it's probably Cerulealba. (laughs) It's like coelacanth. Anyway, moving on. They are a widely distributed species found across the world's oceans, except for the polar regions. They are found inhabiting both coastal and pelagic water and prefer living in temperate and tropical regions. They have been estimated to live into their 50s. They are a relatively small species of toothed whale, 2.4 to 2.6 meters long, and they weigh 150 to 160 kilograms. Just like all cetaceans, they are predators. They are opportunistic predators, but they primarily are piscivores and molluscivores that sounds like they're molesting someone (laughs) molluscivores how do you pronounce that molluscivores oh so it does sound like you're molesting someone okay like molluscivores okay meaning that they like to eat fish and mollusks i felt like that was pretty obvious by the name (laughs) anyway fun fact the species epithet of the species name corulioba (laughs) comes from two latin word words Carulius or Cerulius, meaning, which means sky blue, and Albus, ha, from Harry Potter, just kidding, it comes from the Latin word meaning white, and this is due to the unique color of the, on the lateral portion of its body. What? This is weird. Anyway, it's a Dumbledore dolphin. Um, now I just imagine that video of like Hermione, Hermione, Dumbledore, and like just a dolphin jumping out, like Dumbledore. <laughs> anyway, oh my God. I'm a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Anywho, um, okay. <laughs> like other pelagic dolphin species, the striped dolphin is a highly social species and have been known to gather in pods numbering in over a thousand individuals, but are usually in smaller but still impressive groups of 100 to 500 dolphins. That's crazy. They will segregate into groups based on their type, such as juveniles, breeding adults, and non-breeding adults. Not only do they segregate by type, but they also, but also by species, because this dolphin species does not associate with other species of whales or dolphin very often. Like other dolphins, they are seen bow riding along boats, but they are also known for other acts of athleticism, such as something called rototailing, which is when a dolphin jumps high out of the water and performs several quick rotations with its tail. Then dives back into the water. What is quick rotations with its tail? Like it's like, like goes straight up and like boop down? Or like, what does that mean? I'm not sure. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> I, it sounds like it's going to rotate its tail only. Which is I impossible. I think that might be. 
And How would they do that? They swivel back and forth. Maybe? Oh, like that. Okay. I'm going to have to go look this up, man. Uh. This seems weird. Anyway, even though they are not considered a deep diving species, they have been recorded going down to 670 meters below the surface to hunt, and they can reach speeds of 15 kilometers per hour. The striped dolphin is currently listed as least concern. The main threat these animals face is directed catches as they are one of the main small crustaceans oh my god what is happening to me today the main threat these animals face is directed catches as they are one of the main small cetaceans involved in harpoon and drive fisheries but currently the species is listed in appendix two of cites anyway it's a striped dolphin they're gorgeous can't wait for you to see a picture of them um and that is going to take us into our animal of the week and our animal of the week this week is the hawaiian monk seal the hawaiian monk seal we're so mammal focused the only thing we've talked about that's not a mammal is the turtle so far yep. this episode <laughs> anyway continue on so they are in the order carnivora mm-hmm. and they're in the family phocidae which are the earless seals okay and their scientific name is Neomonacus scousalandi. That's fun. Yeah. As the name would suggest, they are found around the Hawaiian Islands, but are also found on the Johnson's Atoll. Atoll? Atoll? Mm-hmm. Atoll, I think. Yeah. And they are actually one of only two endemic mammals to Hawaii. Oh, yep. okay. And they have been known to live into their 30s, and they are a relatively large species. They can get to be over two meters long. Okay, I'm not going to measure that. That's it's a me. It's like six feet. Okay. Yeah. And they can weigh over 200 kilograms. Now I'm like looking at you being like, okay, this is a seal. <laughs> it's pretty long. <laughs> Straighten out. Straight. It's pretty long. Yep. <laughs> um, they're a unique species in that they are very much generalist. Um, so they will feed on fish, squid, octopus, and crustaceans like crabs and lobsters and basically anything they can get their hands mouths on okay yep they are among the few predators that can successfully hunt and eat garden eels these are elongated shot eels that like to dig deep burrows into sand flaps near coral reefs how do they eat them like spaghetti (laughs) because it'd be long do they cut them in half how do they do it they're deep diving actually these are sand flaps are far onto the bottom away from basically anything else but eels aren't they long like eels that's what I'm saying. Yeah. How do they physically eat them? Like, once they catch them, how yeah. do they eat them? No, they rip them apart. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay. I, was like, I, was I like... don't understand how they can do this. They're not a snake that just, like, swallows everything whole. <laughs> okay. So they have pieces of them everywhere. Lovely. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, due to their life so- large size, not much preys upon monk seals, but on some occasions they have been known to be hunted by large coastal shark species such as tiger sharks. Um, they prefer living in shallow water, are usually around 60 meters deep or less, but have been known to take deep dives of over 500 meters and can hold their breath for up to 20 minutes. Wow. Yes. And they're a pretty unique species among seal because I think they're the least one of the least seal-like of the seals. Okay. <laughs> because if you look at them, they're like kind of slender looking. I have to go look. Whereas uh, most other seals are very plump and thick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're still plumpy, but not as plumpy. Plumpy is the official word, yes. guys. <laughs> also, it's like um, their 
Monk seals, there's only two species left. There used to be three. The third one was the Caribbean monk seal, but it's extinct now. The other one that's still around is the Mediterranean. And, of course, both monk seal species are threatened. I think we talked about the Mediterranean a long time ago because of sea caves over there being a problem. I think so. Um, but also, if you look at their face, it's also kind of different um, because they have a bit more of a wider placement of their nostrils. Oh, okay. And they're also a bit more close to the top of their, like, head. Like, further back and a wider face. Okay. So Wait. what other seal would I look at to compare this? Yeah, I, compare it to a harbor seal. Okay, harbor seal. Yeah. That should be an easy reference. They're around here. Oh, yeah. We, duh. <laughs> I've seen those. <laughs> I have seen those. Oh, that yeah. little face is mm -hmm. so cute. Okay. So also, like, their mouth is also just, like, rounder yes. and fuller. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have a very different looking face. Yes. And they're... Um, they kind of make me think of like a walrus or a manatee. <laughs> Look at the whiskers. And they got this big old face. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I can see the manatee-esque of the seal. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Continue. But yeah, also they're actually kind of agile, um, whereas most seals aren't very agile, but they're good at deep diving. You mean on land or in sea? Both. Okay. <laughs> Like, oh my god, look at this picture of it posing seductively. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Anyway, sorry, yeah. distraction. But also, monk seals are unique among seals because when you compare like the seals for the sea lions, seals tend to be found towards the poles, whereas um, sea lions are found more in temperate waters, whereas these guys, they're in tropical waters. Okay. Yeah, and it's really just the monk seals that are found in these regions. So that's one way that they're actually a pretty unique species. And unfortunately, they're becoming increasingly endangered. And I think it's in part due to the fact that they live in tropical waters where there's going to be more people wanting to live around. So there's going to be more human um, encroachment that they have to deal with. Yeah. I would also yeah. imagine boats are probably a problem for them, right? Yep. Entanglement and boat having strikes. to deal with boat strikes yep. is another problem. But uh, just a little fun fact. Um, since... The Hawaiian language has very long, complicated names for a lot of their animals. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. for the Hawaiian monk seal, it is Ilio Holo Ikawawa. Okay. So if you translate that into English, it means dog that runs in rough water. Okay, that's adorable <laughs> and very accurate. <laughs> yeah. But um, so unfortunately, uh, both species of monk seal are endangered. The Hawaiian monk seal is listed as endangered by the IUCN Red List, and their population is on decline. There's only a little over a thousand left, it's estimated. Aww. Yep. Currently, one of the most main reasons that they are threatened is because they have limited food supplies. And another big threat they're facing is entanglement in fishing gear. Okay. Yep. And of course, their another problem is like their numbers are already low, and they have to deal with predation from sharks like tiger sharks. I mean, when you're saying the only things preying on them are sharks, that must be because orcas aren't in the area. There's not very many orcas around there, no. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, they don't tend to hunt in tropical waters as much. Okay. Um, polar, colder waters, more towards the poles, um, tend to be more productive and have more food supplies. Okay. Yeah. But another problem is disease. I can't remember the name of the disease, but I remember... Um, I believe it was Sea Life Hawaii Park. They had a monk seal and a couple other facilities. They were actually doing research um, with their seals. Not monk seals, because 
they're not very common captivity. Mm-hmm. Um, but and they actually d- helped doing research on their species of seals. It helped them along with Noah to develop a vaccine that they oh. are now administering to the Hawaiian monk seals to try to better protect them. That's good. Yes, but you will probably often find articles online of people getting chased by monk seals because people at least the tourists to hawaii right, are yeah. idiots just and, like our tourists and yeah. like our people here with our seals <laughs> yeah um and they want to get close up to the seals and it's like there's it's used oftentimes a mom and her pup and it's, it's like so dumb. she just starts just, chasing them just darwin awards darwin awards law. i'm like if you get bit by a seal because you got that's on you i mean you were being dumb mm-hmm Anyway, I feel like also, like, as a first responder, I'd be like, I will come help you when it has cleared the area. <laughs> I'm like, I am not risking my life and limb because you're an idiot. That's how you learn. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. Well, is that it for the monk seal? Also, how do they get the name monk? Where does that come from? The common name comes from the thick fold of skin around the neck that resembles the hood of a monk's robe. That is a push. That is a stretch. Yeah. Oh, that was a that reminded me of another thing um, that makes them a bit different from other seals because most seals live in like colonies or rookeries okay. where they c- gather in large numbers. Monk seals really don't do that. They like to hang out by themselves. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're loners. They're the cats of the <laughs> of the sea life, not just the dogs. Nope. Okay. But they are sea puppers. They are all sea puppers. Yes. I just love the pictures of seals and sea lions and pit bulls. <laughs> and I'm like, they really are the same thing. Yeah. I'm like, this is a land seal. That's what this is. This is clearly a land seal. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, um, so, hey, Casey. Yes, Allie. What is a pinniped's favorite 3D shape? A flipper? A cylinder. Any who's they're very easy, Casey. Just trust yourself. I I don't I don't think simply. Okay. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, that brings us to our challenge, and it is Casey's turn. So yes. So who knows what that's going to be? Probably bad. So just a day before the next episode gets released, mm-hmm. it is actually going to be World Binturong Day. Oh yay! Yes. So unfortunately, I will not be working on World Binturong Day. No. So I don't know if they have anything planned Go to do. Go to the zoo because yeah. when I went to the zoo, I don't know if I told you this. What? So where they have the ambassadors over by base camp, they mm-hmm. finally put up signs. Oh really? Yeah. So right now they have. Uh, oh, they is it the Bintrong though? No, I don't remember. I don't think it is. But the caracals there, obviously, and then they have the I always forget its name, Tamandua or whatever. Tamandua. Yeah, that. And then it might have been the Bintrong. I know the Bintrong's usually over there, but anyway, I don't remember who the third one was. Anywho, but they have signs now. But the Bintrong, you can go to the zoo and see the Bintrong. Yeah. <laughs> Not exciting. Okay, anyway. I work with Bintrongs. <laughs> I know, but you can see all kinds of other But it's animals. also funny because, like, I haven't seen the ambassador of Bintrong there. And I never see their um, exhibit Bintrong either. Oh. Oh, at the, at the zoo? Yeah, at the zoo. Oh, the, the ambassador one is usually over with the caracal and all those. It's yeah. It's like they're, like, most of the time. Yeah. The last time I went, it wasn't there. Okay. Most of the time it is. That's weird. Anyway, and then, of course, I got my special. So go on a not busy day and sit on your own over by the stage where they do the Mm -hmm. thingy. And then maybe they'll come and have you do a special training session like I got to do with a Bintrong. Anyway. All right. So continuing on. So it's going to be World Bintrong Day. Yes. So I decided, okay, I'll try to find something Bintrong quiz related. And it's like, I should look at what 
So this is actually one of the conservation partners uh, we work with. It's called Arctidus Bintrong Conservation, or mm. ABC. Okay, that's fun. What is the first part of that? Arctidus? Arctidus. What is this? What Arctidus is that Arctidus Bintrong is the scientific name for Bintrong. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I don't remember. Bintrong was first season, folks. Yes. Wasn't it? I think it was first season. I think so. I think it was. Also, look at this little little cartoon image of Bintrong. It's so cute. Oh, it's so cute. Yeah. So... Yeah, they're pretty cool because they're like the they they are the only NGO non government organization that specific exclusively works for bintrong conservation. Interesting. Okay. Yep, and we're one of the only facilities in the U.S. that I'm aware of that actually partners with them. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and they do have quizzes now. I'm going to. They had a kitty quiz about bintrongs, and it's like that was. I didn't even look at that because at first I found the regular quiz they had and I was like, yeah. this is too simple. But then <laughs> Uh-oh. I found the Bintrong version um, that is difficult. Okay. I haven't looked at it, so we'll see if we oh, fail. Um, um, just to clarify, thanks to our website, I was able to quickly see it was second season when we did the Bintrong. Really? So there we go. Yep. Oh. Look at that cute picture with the tail. Usually I feel like you don't get to see the tail very well. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry. Do continue. Yeah. Um, Oh, but funny thing about World Bintrong Day, um, I was talking to my leap keeper, and apparently, like before she was even came along, yeah. um, they act we actually had this um, bintrongs and brats where we would have like a cookout to celebrate um, Bintrong Day. Did for the guests. bintrongs get any of the brats? Not the brats, but I think they got their own special treats. Did they look like brats? I don't know. They should have. Yeah. I need to help have. you guys with your with your managing things. <laughs> well, for Easter we gave um them our kingajus and our monkeys um little jello Easter eggs. Okay. I will come volunteer sometime to help you guys with your <laughs> with your why can't I think of the words? Yeah. Not management. It'd be marketing. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Okay. And I can't remember if she mentioned, but I think some of the good the proceeds went to um, these guys. This, inter- this organization. Okay. Yep. So ABC is much easier to say than how did that have Arcticus Bintrong Conservation. Conservation. Yes. <laughs> Arcticus. Yes. Oh, that's easy. Okay, Arcticus, like Arctic, and just mm-hmm. add an us. Yes. Okay. So, are you ready, Allie? No, let's do it. Yes. There's a total of thirteen questions, so let's see how bad we fail. Okay, probably bad. All right. <laughs> First question. The breeding season of the Bintrong is between January and May. True or false? I don't remember. Do we even talk about that? No, I very rarely focus on breeding seasons. I will just say true. I have no idea. I'll agree with that. True. Because. Oh, I guess I should have a dice in case we can't decide. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> Sorry. Noise. But we like the noise. I'm pretty sure this is like ASMR to some people. Oh, we're doing we're doing a percentile dice today. That's gonna. Be I have no idea different. what that means. See how it has these numbers. So sometimes if you're rolling like one to one hundred, oh. you use this with a different dice. Usually that means something most likely bad is gonna happen. <laughs> sometimes it's good. Usually, usually bad. Anyway, continue on. Kind of Sorry. fitting with this. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Well, we both said true. So what was the answer? Uh, let's see if it gives the answer. It was false. I hope it gives the answer. Okay. They can breed throughout the year. Okay. Uh, I never focus on breeding seasons. Um, there are bintrongs in Japanese forests. True or false? I'll say false. I don't think so. I am positive. I'm saying false. That is correct. Yay. While bintrongs can be observed in Bangladesh, Bhutan, Cambodia, China, India, Vietnam, Laos, Thailand, Indonesia... On the island. I'm not listing all of those islands. That's fine. 
<laughs> Myanmar, Nepal, and the Philippines. But in the Philippines, only on Palawan Island. Okay. Yep. Fun fact, that is the Bintrong. Uh, it's not really a subspecies yet, considered a subspecies, but that's what they mainly focus on with ABC. Hmm, okay. Yep. The Bintrong is a good swimmer. True or false? I don't remember that, but I am inclined to say false. I will say false as well. Okay. They live in the trees. Yes, that would make sense. That is correct. Okay, good. What is the size of the Bintrong if you include its tail? Big. So less than one meter, 20 inches, three feet. Between a meter, 20 inches and a meter, 80 inches, that's five feet. More than a meter, 80 inches. Uh, it's definitely over the smallest one. It's pretty big. Mm-hmm. It's definitely over five feet. So are the last two options both over five feet? So the second one is between three feet and five feet. The last one's over five feet. The tail's pretty long. It's one of those two. I'm kind of inclined to say over. I didn't lie next to it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's the middle. I want to say in between. Maybe it's the middle. Let's go with the middle. Okay. That'd be mad. We are correct. Okay, good. I was like thinking, I was like, I work with these guys. I'm like, you work with them. You should know. I did not lay flat next to this animal (laughs) when I did that little special thing. (laughs) What is the weight of the Bintrong? Between 8 and 18 kilograms. That's 17 and 39 pounds. Between 5 and 10 kilograms. That's 11 to 22 pounds. Between 20 and 30 kilograms, that's 44 to 66 pounds. I feel like that's a little high. Yeah. I, so it's the not the smallest one. I say the in-between size of those. So was it the first choice, I think? First choice was 17 to 39. Second one was 11 to 22. Third one's 44 to 66. I feel like it's the first one. See, this is complicated because I know yeah. our youngsters are on the smaller size and they're around 35 pounds and their parents are definitely bigger closer to 40 pounds so you think they're bigger you think that's the biggest one i think so i'm gonna defer to you because you work with binturongs <laughs> yes okay all right we're going with the last one all right dang it which one was it uh 17 to 39 pounds i would have been right we should have rolled for it okay <laughs> oh that's baloney <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can tell this group that you work with with their <laughs> stuff is baloney. Oh, my goodness. The tail of the Bintrong is as long as its body. I feel like that's probably pretty accurate. Yeah. yeah. They have very long tails. That is correct. Yes. Up to what age do Bintrong cubs suckle? 10 days, 27 days, or over three months? I don't remember. This the, the I can't help with this because we hand raised the three. <laughs> okay, so Mom what are okay? So we have three months, and what are the other two? Ten days, and what's the middle one? Twenty-seven days. I'm going to say over three months. And they're pretty big, so I would think they would take longer. But they're also in the trees a lot, which would make that more complicated. Mm-hmm. Let's roll it. Oh, okay. You're saying three months. I'm yes. saying the middle one me so it's my fault if we get it wrong okay 27 days yeah it was over three months all right dang it Bintrong cups are blind at birth what the heck okay i'm sorry every one of these questions has a picture yeah it has a picture of what looks to be it's not a Bintrong cup because i've seen Bintrong cups it looks like some kind of rodent 
I don't know why they picked this. That does not look like a Ventron. Nope. It looks like it has a prehensile tail. Yeah. I don't know. Or like it's a squirrel. No, I, I saw, know. I have pictures, I have video of them when they were well, babies. I'm they don't go, look like that. I'm going to go look up a baby Ventron. Continue yeah. on. But Ventron cubs are blind at birth. True, because I am pretty sure they were, I their eyes like are shut. most animals are blind at birth, mm. so I'm going to say true. We are correct again. Okay, great. At what age can cubs eat solid food, food fruit, meat, etc.? From the 15th day, between 20 and 30 days, between 45 and 60 days. Well, we figure that they suckle until three months, right? Yeah. So, well, they'd have to be eating solid food if they're not suckling anymore. Mm -hmm. So, what was before 30 days, but not super early? <laughs> so, between 20 and 30, between 45 and 60, and the from the 15th day. I feel like 20 and 30, because most animals that, you know... Yeah. Transition off of milk. Don't do it right away. Yep. So that's my, whatever number that was, or whatever. Between option. 20 and 30. Yeah, that's, that's, the one. that's what I'm going with. I am inclined to agree. Okay. We are wrong again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's been 45 and 60 days. What do they eat? Oh my gosh. Some of these pictures are adorable. First of all, that's not a baby, but that's adorable. Look at this little baby. I know. Look at that little face. Oh, I have to show you a picture of when they were really, really babies. Okay. Um, when do cubs start growing teeth? Between the 15th and 18th day, 25th and 28th day, 35th and 38th day. I have no idea. Um, toward the end of suckling. What's the closest to that? <laughs> That'd be 35th and 38th. Well, I think they'd... I don't know. The other thing was weird, so maybe that one. 35th and 38th? Yeah, what's the, what's the next option down? The so it's fifteenth to eighteenth, okay, twenty fifth to twenty eighth, and then thirty fifth to thirty eighth. How about twenty fifth, twenty eighth? What do you see? Think? That's what I'm feeling. Okay, let's do that. All right, and we're correct now. Yay! Thank goodness. There are binturongs in the Philippines, but only on Palawan. True or false? You literally just said that that's the answer. So I'm gonna go with true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't wasn't that an, like part of the answer? Yes, it was. <laughs> that was just a testing if you've been paying attention. Yep. Or if you were to just click, move, click, move. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, that's funny. Okay, the bintrongs is a plantigrade animal, just <sighs> like bears. Yeah. Okay. Plantigrade is when it's flat, right? Yes. Not on the claws or the mm -hmm. toes. Yeah. Okay. So flat yeah, feet. that would make yeah, sense. They are plantigrades. Yes. Okay. And they're and they're cute when they walk. Well, oh. one of them's cute when they walk because she, like, walks on the ground and she, like, plops. It's Aww. so cute. And just a little fun fact that it gives you with your answer. Humans are also plantigrades. They walk on the soles of their feet. Unless on the contrary, you, cats are digitigrades. Unless you are a ballerina and mm -hmm. you're a dancing point. <laughs> okay, for the final question. In the animal classification, which order does the bintrong belong to? Carnivora. Carnivora. <laughs> Even I can't answer that. Okay. The other options were Uridello and Isopoda. Definitely not. Isn't Isopoda... Oh, shit. Sorry. Isn't that a marine animal? Isopods. Little crustaceans. Oh, well, some of them are marine. Okay. Yeah. A lot what of was, them are... What was the other one besides Isopoda and... Uridella. Isn't that one of the ungulates? No. Okay. Anyway, it's definitely... They're salamanders. Okay. It's definitely carnivora. Mm -hmm. Yes. That is correct. So... 
We didn't do bad. We got 9 out of 13. I mean, we should have done really well because you work with them. Yes. <laughs> I want to see how difficult because it could have been very And we technical. would have been better if we hadn't rolled off that one. I just wanted to do it because that other one we didn't roll off on, I would have been right. Yeah. So, you know, anyway. <laughs> okay, so just fun facts. Looking at pictures, I'm searching newborn mentorongs. This is a caracal. <laughs> Wait, Look what? at this and tell me that's not a caracal. How is that a benturong? And that is pretty newborn. But like, and also they have no newborn benturongs. They have very young, but no newborns. Anyway, they're ridiculously cute. Oh my gosh! Look at this little one with his tail around the branch. Oh, what a little cutie. Anyway, just in case you don't remember benturongs, people go check them out. They're ridiculously cute. I can't even handle how adorable they are. They're just adorable. Let's see. Oh, there. Here's the video picture. Oh, they look like little like sea otters, <laughs> like yeah. little otters. Oh, how thinking. cute! How old are they there? Uh, just a couple weeks. Oh my god, I love them. Yeah. Oh, so they're allowed to post that, huh? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, that's a mess. How cute! And Mom looks that... annoyed. <laughs> oh, babies. He's Wolfie, the only boy. Oh, <laughs> sweet to babies. Anyway. I don't like this. That looks like this looks like it's at a zoo and it has an animal. And I have searched baby binturong and a lion has something in its mouth. So I'm like, that's not a how are caracals still popping up? What is wrong with people? Anyway, I'm yeah. so sorry. I'm distracted. Yeah, uh, but just to show why I picked the difficult version compared to like just the binturong quizzes. Yeah, like, um, I saw the questions. It was like, where does the binturong live in the wild? Answers are Southeast Asia, North Africa, South America. Oh, yeah. Second one, when is the best time to observe a binturong? During the night, during the day. Which animals are natural predators of binturongs? And then the an the answers were pangolin, tiger, cloud, leopard, dole. I don't, I don't, just for funsies, we should do it and see if I can get these answers. All right. Okay, just for funsies. All right. Okay. So let's start I with... I thought they were crepuscular. No, they're nocturnal. Okay, well, you answered that question for me. I mean, I would guess nocturnal second, but, like, I thought they were crepuscular. Okay, also, how many do we get out of those? Nine out of 13? Yes. Okay. So this one for you is just 12. Okay. I'm just saying how many we got in the last one. You can continue. Okay. Where does the Binturong live in the wild? Southeast Asia, North Africa, South America. Southeast Asia. That is correct. I didn't even remember countries because people... I don't remember countries either. I just know that we did it in our Asia section. <laughs> no, because like people on tours ask me about which countries. Like, I can't remember all of them. You're like, a lot. <laughs> There's a couple. You should just bring a map with you and be like, here's Southeast Asia. <laughs> Knock yourself out. I think on one of our um, signs, it does have a... Actually, I can't remember if it shows the range. Um, when is the best time to observe a Ventrong? Apparently at night. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, they are nocturnal, but they don't have good eyesight, and it's just funny being nocturnal living in the trees. Yeah. With poor eyesight. Yeah, especially if you're actually, like, mm. eating and stuff then. Yep. Which animals are natural predators of the Bintrong? The pangolin, the tiger, the clouded leopard, the dole. Select three correct answers. Oh, we got three. I was like, wait, aren't a lot of these out there? First of all, the fact that a pangolin would hunt them is hilarious to me. Aren't they bigger than the the biggest pangolin? I think they are. Yep. Um, so the three that are correct is everything but the pangolin. Yeah. <laughs> you oh are my correct. god, you've talked about all those animals except for tigers. Yep. <laughs> 
The favorite food of the Bintrong is fish. True or false? False. I don't know what fish are in trees. <laughs> but skippers. Okay. Are they in a tree, though? They're on the ground. No, they can climb low low branches. That's not a tree. It's a tree. <laughs> they a climb tree. trees, dang not it. A tree where it's a tree. It's a tree. The Bendrong has long claws and powerful muscles that allow it to climb and move trees. True or false? To move trees or move up through the trees? <laughs> it says that allow it to climb and move in trees. Okay, that's better. <laughs> like they're moving trees? True. <laughs> yeah. That is correct. The Bintrong lives in areas where temperatures can drop to negative 15 degrees. That's 5 degrees Fahrenheit. 5 degrees Fahrenheit or negative 5 degrees Fahrenheit? That is 5 degrees Fahrenheit. Hmm. I don't remember. Not in like Southeast Asia compared to the equator. <laughs> um, I don't think, I feel like I did get pictures of them in snow though. But I don't think it'd get that cold. I'm going to say false. All righty. That is correct. False is correct or they do? False win? is correct. Okay, great. Humans actually present a threat to the Bintrong. True or false? Humans actually present a threat to everything, so I'm going to say true. <laughs> that is correct. Okay. Largely due to deforestation for production of palm oil. What are the threats that Bintrongs are facing? Deforestation, illegal wildlife trade, Plastic and cigarettes, inbreeding, and heat waves. Are we picking a certain amount of these? Just one. Okay. They literally just said deforestation. <laughs> Is that the same issue for orangutans, too, with palm oil? Yeah. Look at you killing two cool animals. Mm -hmm. All right, anyway. But orangutans get all the hype. Because they're charismatic. Yeah. And they have a very dramatic video of one trying to beat off a freaking yeah. digger. That was, I should rephrase that. They have a very dramatic <laughs> video of one fighting a digger. <laughs> anyway. Yep. So deforestation, illegal yeah, wildlife. Deforestation, yeah, That is correct. The Bintrong has the ability to hang from its tail. True or false? Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember if it was actually that strong. Mm, let's say true. True? Mm-hmm. That's correct. It can use its tail as a fifth limb to move easily between tree branches. Woo. Why is it hard to observe Bintrong in the wild? Because they live in the trees. It is nocturnal. Oh. <laughs> it is shy. It is arboreal. It is solitary. Select three correct answers. It is almost all of them. <laughs> okay, wait. What are my options again? Solitary, arboreal? It's solitary, arboreal, shy, and nocturnal. Is it? I feel like it is all of those. <laughs> It's it is arboreal for sure. It is nocturnal for sure. I don't remember them hanging out with other Bintarong. No. I'm going to say that it's that they're shy then, I guess. So shy, nocturnal, arboreal? Oh, solitary was the thing too, right? Yeah, solitary is okay. another one. So, why solit is it, so why is it hard to see them in the wild? The three answers everything but shy, I guess. It seems like they'd be shy though. So you're saying shy... Wait, I'm like, so confused. You have to pick three. There's because it's nocturnal, shy, because it's no, it is nocturnal, because it is shy, because it's arboreal, and because it's solitary. You have I'm to pick three. three of them is why it's hard. So I'm saying everything but shy. Oh, okay. Nocturnal, arboreal, and solitary. You are correct. All these criteria combined make it quite difficult to see the Bintrong in the wild. In addition, it has dark fur. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> I feel like they would also be shy. Yeah. <laughs> they are shy. That's a dumb question. <laughs> what do species belonging to the Viveridae family have in common? A popcorn scent? Musk, a substance secreted by some animals, or their size? I don't remember what those are. I'm going to say musk. Because I think they're villains with a popcorn scent. You are correct. Yay. They use these scent clan secretions to attract potential partners and mark their territory. Woohoo. Let's see. Oh, that's a question. <laughs> ABC works in the field to observe the Ventron. What kinds of equipment can be used for this? You select three correct answers. Oh Binoculars, God. camera traps, radio collars, or a microscope. Microscope. <laughs> <laughs> Everything but a microscope. <laughs> oh my goodness. You are correct. No, shocking. <laughs> you got 12 out of 12. Yay, go team. So it really is that easy. Yeah. Okay, anyway. All right. Well, on that note, that brings us to the end of this episode. As always, we are your hosts, Allie. And Casey. And we will catch you on the next episode, our listener's choice of the Animal Addicts Podcast. <laughs>